All right, everybody doing good today? Yeah, yeah, man, it's a great day to be in the house of the Lord, and uh, man, I am thankful. It's a, it's a good day to be here. It's Thanksgiving week, right? So we get to gather and uh, gather with family, and you need to be thankful for that, not, you know, uh, worried about that. You need to be thankful for that. But anyway, it's a, it's a great day, and so I'm thankful today that uh, we get to celebrate the Word of God. And um, I've got a good friend, we've got a guest speaker today that's going to come up in just a second that uh, is one of the guys and one of the ministries that we support through that big give offering that he's talking about there, and it's uh, Pastor Dwayne Rembert. If y'all would give him a hand. Come on up, Pastor Dwayne. And uh, he is uh, the lead pastor at Flatline uh, Church, and uh, he is going to pour out his heart to you today. That's what he did in the first service, and God has blessed him, and we love this guy. So if you're joining us online, welcome, and uh, if you don't know who this guy is, hopefully you'll get to know his heart by the end of the service. Come on up, brother. We love you, man. Love you too, Hey, man, you you bring it and have fun. Amen. Amen. Journey Church, how y'all doing? Amen. It's always a blessing to be back at Journey Church. Y'all are a live bunch, and I know y'all love the Lord Jesus Christ, and we we at Flatline thank y'all personally for all that you all have been um, praying for us. Uh, doing for us, praying for us, giving us resources, giving us advice and counsel. One of my good friend Mike, uh, I mean, just, just Pastor Mike, just been such a blessing. Now, I do need to explain Flatline for some people who've never, this is their first time hearing of it, because I know some of y'all be thinking like, oh, my Lord, that sounds like a demonic church. How you going to name a church? Flatline, all right? But Flatline is derived from Romans chapter 6, verse 11. And that scripture reads, I reckon you to be dead to sin, but alive to God through Christ Jesus. So in order to live, you got to first die. The Bible says you got to die before you die so you can live. You can't even come to the Lord unless you first deny yourself, pick up your cross and fall after Jesus. So that's what, that's what Flatline is derived from. And uh, God has really, really been kind to us. January will make four years. And within four years, we've planted two other churches. Amen. Yep. So... Uh, and it, it was strictly by faith, you know, uh, that, that the Lord would just have us do that. Uh, matter of fact, uh, and in the last uh, two months, we can uh, account for, so we had seven sa- souls got saved yesterday at a block party. So prior to that, it was 40, 48. So he remember from this, yeah, 48 plus seven is what? 55. So we've had 55 professions of faith in the last two months. So the Lord been very, very kind to us. Yeah. So, so thank God for y'all prayers and, you know, and, and all that y'all do. I love Journey Church. Um, and I was so honored when Pastor Mike called and told me about the series that you guys were uh, engaged, <laughs> was going through called Thankful. And um, he asked me to teach on being thankful for the Word of God. I was like, oh, I can do that because uh, my first time, this is my Bible, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's torn apart and it's marked up. But if your life, if your Bible torn apart, your life probably isn't, right? <laughs> so, but my Bible, uh, I didn't open, I didn't get a Bible until I was 26, I'm 47 now. I didn't get a Bible until I was 26 years old. And I got, the first time I'm, I ever heard the gospel uh, February 3rd, 2002 at 11.17 a.m. And prior to me hearing the gospel, I, y'all ready for this? I hated white people. 
the culture told me the white man was the devil. Of course, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a researcher, so I know some history from, from our country and stuff like that, but I didn't have the Word of God. Now, check this out. So I got saved Sunday, and um, uh, at this time, I'm the sales manager for one of the hotels in Montgomery, Alabama. So I get back to my office on Tuesday. So it was my job to kind of walk the lobby and make sure uh, everything was good with your room because we want you to come back. We want to keep heads in beds, right? So, uh, yeah, well, that was the hotel. That's a hotel thing, all right? So we're talking to you. That's what we're trying to do. Make sure you come back to us, right? And I remember this. I don't remember anything. I got saved Sunday. I don't remember anything like stand, stand out, stand out. That happened on Monday, but on Tuesday, I remember walking the lobby and, um, you know, I saw this white guy over in the corner with his Bible open. So I couldn't wait to get over there and tell him what just happened to me on Sunday. So I walk over to him, ask him how was everything with his room last night. He told me everything was fine. So then I said, well, in my mind, I'm going to bring my own personal business into it. I said, well, sir, I want to let you know that on, on, on Sunday I became a believer. Man, it's like he did in his... That, that happened 20 years ago, and it's like it was slow motion. He gently closed his Bible, and he stood up, and then he hugged me. And when he hugged me, this weight just, it just left me. You know, and he don't realize it, but that was the first time in my life that I'd ever been hugged by a man, period. Right? And I remember walking back to my desk like, man, I don't hate white people no more. Like, I didn't know what to do with that. Right? But the Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. You know, so just, that's the power of, 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 of the love of God, you know. And then, so now we're in Thank Four, y'all in the Thank Four series. So I already heard that y'all, you, so y'all should be getting ready to go into overflow now because y'all already been gotten a message on being thankful for the cross of Jesus. You've already got a message on being thankful uh, for the resurrection of Jesus. And today, uh, by God's grace, we're going we're gonna to learn about being thankful for the Word of God, the Word of God, because the Word of God is what protects us. You know, if you don't have the Word of God as a compass, a moral compass, not, not just a compass, but the encouragement and the hope, you know, and the direction for your life, then, man, this world is throwing us all kind of crazy stuff. So we should be thankful for the Word of God, you know. And when you look at, I like how Pastor Mike, I, I, when I was looking at it, I said, oh, he spelled fool. Not just thankful, but like thankful with two L's. And I broke that down in my mind. The Lord broke it down. So we should, the the word thankful is that we should be praising God. And then full meaning that God, we should be so full to God is enough. Like we don't need anything else outside of God, right? Our whole life should be built on the Lord of God. You know, the gospel covers or fills every hole that's in our life. The Bible, the Word of God makes us whole. So uh, as he uh, was telling me about what he wanted me to preach on, the first thing came to, to uh, across my mind, across my heart is like, man, where would I be right now today, you know, November 2022, if it was not for the Word of God? Because think about all the information that we get, you know. The donkey tell us one thing, the elephant tell us another thing, but the lamb... Is what we need, who we need to be listening to. Amen. So today, uh, we're going to be, that's, that's the question that all of us are going to ask ourselves, where will we be? And 
the scripture that came to my mind came from John chapter 1, verse 1, which is probably the most important verse in the whole Bible because John 1 and 1 makes sense if you believe Genesis 1 and 1. If you don't believe Genesis 1 and 1, you're not going to believe John 1 and 1. If you don't believe John 1 and 1, you're not going to believe Genesis 1 and 1. So this is our foundation right here, right? And that scripture reads, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Let us pray. Father God, in the mighty, awesome, powerful, matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God, we thank you again for this, this service today. May you be glorified, Lord God. I pray that as your man servant, I will decrease so that you may increase. And Lord God, speak your word through me today. Teach me and all of us through your word today, God. We love you, but we're only able to love you because you first loved us. It's in Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about, we're going to look at three different points uh, that we need to first realize and be thankful for that uh, that's going to help keep us grounded when it comes to the Word of God, when it comes to being praising God, thankful, and when it, when it comes to being whole and full and complete because of the Word of God. And there's, a, there, there's three truths that we must know, that we must know, that we must know and must, we must believe in our heart. And the first one is, uh, is that he's God. God been around. God been around before you and I was created, before the earth was created. God been around. There, you can't say that by no other quote-unquote deity. You can't, say, you can't say that about Muhammad, Buddha, Joseph Smith, uh, Elijah Muhammad, any of that. None of them existed. In the beginning, before there was time and space. Nobody else uh, existed outside of time and space, made time and space, and stepped inside of time and space. I was witnessing to this young lady uh, a couple of Fridays ago, and she said, well, I believe in science. I said, me too. I just believe that God made it. Like, that don't mean it's a God, because I do not believe in science. I just believe God overrides science, right? So, but God's been around. Um, look at Psalms 90, verse 2. It says, before the mountains were born, y'all look at that, mountains were born, <laughs> or you gave birth to the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. See, we can trust God because he's been around before us. Look at John chapter 17, verse 5, and I love the book of John. John is actually my favorite disciple in the whole Bible. I mean, we all should have the attitude of John. Even though he write this book, he'll write in there and say, yeah, I'm the disciple that Jesus loved. Bruh, he loved all of us, right? But, but you can learn from John is that John is, he's sure that God loves him. You know what I'm saying? So I love that about him. And then these are three things that we can, we can learn from John, from the whole book of John, from the whole Bible, but definitely from the book of John, no matter what you're going through, there are three things that will not change. These three things will keep you grounded, will keep you praising God, and keep you complete. If you can hold on uh, to three things, one, God is good. And look, y'all know we said all God is good? And all the time? He really is, though. Sometimes we say that so much that we forget the, the reality of that, right? God is good. God is sovereign. 
God is in control of everything that's going on in your life, even though it's, it, he, he allows some hard stuff to go on. But you look at Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it said, God will cause all things to work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. So he's sovereign. He'll take, he'll allow the bad stuff to happen in your life. Because if you read my book and know about my story, how I came to Montgomery running from the police. Now, not like OJ running, but running. Right? But it's, a, I mean, it's a reality. You know, stuff that I was involved in, but I didn't know the Lord. When you don't know Jesus, you act like the world. I was a lost individual. You know, I was the one with the pants hanging down. You can see my butt, earrings in my ear, still got the whole jewelry, fake, fake jewelry, but, it, you know, I, I fronted, right? But had it. <laughs> you know, but had a gun, you know, weed, lips, lips black as this iPad right here, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and, and I was the guy at the, dread, at the red light with the loud rap music, you know? And not knowing that God said, man, that's my dude right there. That's the one I'm going to use to carry the gospel all across this country. You know, so you just never know. So you need to be praying for folks. So God will use my hard past, the fact that I went 15 days out of the month without food in the house most, most of my life. You know, we didn't have running water. I didn't take a shower until I was 19 years old. You know, but God still used all that the negative, and couple it with the, my love for him, putting it together and using it for his glory. So whatever you're going through in your past, God want to use that. Don't be regretful for it because we're going to learn it as, we, as you walk through the word of God. There's hope and there's a purpose. It's just like if your battery, if, you, if, if your car died outside and you said, Dwayne, can you give me a jump off? And I'll come to your car with two red cables, positive cable, and come off in there, jump your car. What are you going to say? That ain't going to work. I need a what? I need the negative and I need the positive to bring about new life. So God is sovereign. And three, God loves you. So we can hold on to that fact. But God been around. We can trust the Lord. Look at 1 Peter uh, 1.20. It said, for he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has appeared in these last times for the sake of you. So when you look all throughout the Bible, when God gives us promises, you'll see thankful in it. Look at, uh, even in the beginning of 1 Peter 1.20, it said, for he was foreknown before the foundation of the world. Praise God. Thank you for that. But he has appeared in these last times for the sake of you, for us. So God did this for us so that we could be full and complete. But the word of God teaches us that. We wouldn't know this. We wouldn't have this information. We wouldn't have this affirmation if it was not for the word of God. So therefore, we should be thankful the word of God. Amen? And second, so, so first, he's been around, so let, we already established that. That's why no one else can even come close to Jesus. I don't even want to have a conversation sometime when they try to compare my Jesus to somebody else. He didn't exist before time. He didn't even offer to pay for my sin. He didn't live a perfect life. He didn't die on the cross, and he definitely didn't beat death by raising from the grave. Why are we even talking? You know, like even that, like why would I trade him in for what? Science? Or oh, I got to knock on a hundred doors just to maybe get into heaven and be a part of the hundred forty thousand, forty four thousand. Like it don't really make sense. Like Jesus is in a whole category by himself, right? So he's been around. Can't nobody else say that. They existed before time began. Who else can say that? Second thing about 
being full and thankful is that we can ask God anything because get what? He know everything. So no matter what you got going on in your life, I saw this YouTuber last Friday, you know, he, 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 he said, if, he said, if I could sit down with God and Jesus, I got a whole lot of questions I want to ask them. I'm like, uh, you can. You can sit down with God and Jesus, which is Jesus, the same one. You can ask God whatever you want to ask him because he left the answer for us in his word. Look at John, um, I'm sorry, look at, um, yeah, 1 John 3.20. It says that if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. And he knows all things. Meaning if you're going through whatever you're going through and your heart condemns you, meaning like, that, you know, how we beat ourselves up sometimes, you know. Uh, and we, we beat ourselves up for a mistake that we made or we don't know what's, what, what, what decision we need to make in the future. But look what it says at the end of that verse. It says that God knows all things. So if he knows all things, you can ask him anything because he knows everything. And sometimes we waste time and we go ask the wrong folks instead of going to the right source, which is God. Psalms 147.5. So you will get a lot of scripture because we, we're talking about the word, right? So uh, and we're thankful for the word because it's a theme throughout the Bible. The, the thankfulness and being whole and complete is throughout the whole Bible. Psalms 147.5 says, great is our Lord and abundant in strength. His understanding is infinite. Meaning it's beyond our little finite mind. God's understanding is infinite. So since we're finite, let's go to the infinite one. Because we can ask him anything. If we're feeling broken and empty and incomplete, we can go to the Lord and he'll make us full and complete through his word. Job 37, 16. Job 37, 16 said, Do you know about the hovering of the clouds? The wonders of one who is perfect in knowledge. Now, he had to get Job straight because Job was talking like he was infinite for a minute. He complained and tell God what he should and should not be doing. And sometimes God had to put us in our place. He's the infinite one. We're the finite one. He's the master. He's the daddy. We're the children. If you say, okay, everybody ain't God's children. Oh, you know the TV and the movies and the articles and posts. We all God children. No, we're not. We all God creation. In John chapter 1 verse, I think it's 17, he says, for all those who believed on Jesus, he gave them the right to become a child of God. You got to be adopted into the family. I mean, for 25 years, I was not a child of God. I was an enemy of the cross. And I let it be known. Don't bring no church stuff around me. But when God wants you, boy, he's going to get you. I'm glad he came and got me. Amen. Woo. <laughs> Hebrews 4.13. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him to whom we must answer. Now, yeah, he know everything, right? Sometimes that's good and sometimes it's not. <laughs> Because if you, if, you, if, if, if you haven't given your life to the Lord and you're still trying to be a good person and do good works and all this other stuff, but you ain't surrendered, and surrendered your life to the Lord, like he see that too. Like nothing is hidden. He see what you do publicly, but he also see what you do privately. 
So he want to be in your life, in your heart, in your mind, so that he can fix that private life too. Because private, your private obedience produces public blessing. And we ain't talking about a bunch of stuff. We're talking about joy, peace, self-control, meekness, real humility. Anytime I hear a person say, oh, man, I'm just so humble. Oh, no, you're not. The fact that you said that you're humble proves that you're not humble. You so prideful, you got to show, tell me how humble you are. But that's when we get, we get information from the donkey and the elephant. You know the donkey, the Democrat or the elephant or Republican, instead of going to the lamb. This is where we should be trying to really get our information from. I'm not telling you not to associate with it, but don't, don't let your ideology overrule your theology. So the word of God should have first place here in our hearts. And if whatever, whatever part of your ideology don't line up with the word of God, then put that to the side. But we, we, we ask the wrong people sometimes. We want to ask YouTube and Google and horoscopes and mama and grandma and uncle and, 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 and Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook. Listen, get off Facebook sometime and get your face in the book. The real book. That's, a, that's, that's not a real book. I got 5,000 friends. Them ain't your friends. We friends on Facebook. No, we not friends. You don't know what I like. You don't know what I dislike. You don't know what gets under my skin. You don't know that. You don't know what I'm struggling with. You don't know what I'm celebrating. We're not friends. But Jesus is my friend. Now, some people don't know our friend. You hear what I'm saying? But I know, I think I got like 5,000. I have to delete mine every week. I got like 5,000 friends. I don't have 5,000 friends. Like, I have 5,000 friends on Facebook. It really, like, I don't have 5,000 friends. Right. So don't let that world overrule the real world that you're living in. Right? And lastly, so what's the first? Let's walk back through it. What's the first one? He what? He'd been around, right? He'd been around. He'd been places other, any, no other deity, quote unquote, small g, deity being. You know, he's been places your mom and your dad and your brother and your sister and your friend ain't been. Jesus is better than your, he said, what is it, better than uh, uh, your closest friend, eh? I hope I'm quoting that right. But, but the last point, last and final point, we can trust him, right? Or uh, the second, I'm sorry, he's been around, and the second one, what? We can ask him what? We can ask him anything. And then the third one, we can trust him. Like, even when we ask him and whatever answer he give us, we know that you, God, because you, you existed before time ex- uh, began, you know, so we can ask you anything because your word tells us that you know everything. So since you know everything, which brings us to our third and final point, we can trust you. We can trust you. Look at Romans 5 and 5. It says, And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So we can trust God when we go ask God anything. He's not going to disappoint us because he has poured out the Holy Spirit to give us all truth and all comfort. That's why the Bible calls the Holy Spirit your comforter. You don't need a pill or cigarette or alcohol to comfort you. Go to the Holy Spirit who is the comforter and he won't disappoint you. 
I remember when I used to, we got children in here, you know, I went to other stuff to try to get comforted. And then when it wore off, I was in a worse situation than I was because it's not a real comforter. But the Holy Spirit, who has been poured out for us, really comforts us. So you don't really need that other stuff. I'm not here to tell you what not to do. I'm just telling you, eat a comforter. James 1.17, every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of light. You see where them gifts come? They don't come from below, but the, the real gifts come from above, with whom there's no variation of shift and shadow. I mean, there's no partiality, ain't nothing fake about it. Like when you go to the Father and you ask for something that you need, he'll freely give it to you as a gift. You don't owe him anything. And ain't nothing phony about it. It's going to work. It's not going to disappoint. It might not be exactly the way you want it to be, but it's going to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we pray and we don't want God. We tell him how to answer our prayer. That's why we don't declare and decree God do nothing. That's so disrespectful. When I be hearing people, I declare and decree that I get this house. So who's going to give it to you? God? So you commanded him to give you some? No, that's why he said ask. And you shall receive, Matthew 7, 7. He said, pray the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Like you pray. You don't command God to do nothing. I know where that came from. Somebody must be in here, oh, Lord. But um, <laughs> 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. It says, rejoice sometime. That what it say? What it say? Rejoice what? Always. And rejoice means be thankful, celebrate. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ. So anytime God does something for us, he fills us up. We become full in the Lord. But that's after we praise the Lord. Like, you know, we should always be rejoicing because it's part of our witness. You know, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, probably is my favorite scripture in the Bible, is, is John Chapter 16, verse 33. Obviously, you can tell I love John, right? John 16, 33. But listen to what that scripture said. It says, in this world, you are going to have trials and tribulations. Not you may have them. He said, but be a good courage. Be happy. Because guess what? I've already taken care of what it is you're going, going through. You know, so you can just trust in me. I know you're going through trials. I know you're going through tribulations, but I'm the God that loves you. I'm the God that's sovereign, and I'm the God that's good. So don't be shocked. Don't think I left you because you're going through a trial and a tribulation. I'm still right there with you. Psalms 100, verse 4 through 5. Enter in his gates with thanksgiving and his courtyard with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Look at verse 5. For the Lord is what? Good. And his mercy is everlasting. And his faithfulness is to all generations. That means us. So God is good. So the fact that he's good, the truth that he's good, based on what we learn from his word, that we can enter into his presence with thanksgiving. That means that we do need to have some private prayer time, some private uh, worship time with the Lord, with thanksgiving. You know, even though what you got going on, he's still right there for you. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. It says, for all things 
are for your sakes. I mean, these are promises upon promises upon promises upon promises. God is always doing something for us. I think I love, I don't know everybody in this room, but I love every last one of y'all on this room and online. But I I don't love you enough to send my son to die for you. Now, I might die for you, but it's a whole different type of love when you send your son to die for somebody who hates you. That's a good God. That's why none of us could be God. We wouldn't do that. He's a good God. So when it said, for the Lord is good, this is how he's good. How can he do that to his son? Well, he knew he God. He knew he was going to beat it. Well, he knew in three days he was going to raise him from the dead. But he loved us so much that he sent Jesus because he wants us to be free as well. He wants us to be full. And once you realize and understand what he did, you can't help but be thankful and full. Because God so loved you that he sent Jesus to come to leave glorious heaven, to come to ghetto earth and live a perfect life, die a perfect death, and be raised a perfect resurrection for you. He said, if you put your hope and your trust in that I did that for you because I love you, then you'll be saved and you'll be fooled. So 2 Corinthians 4.15 said, for all things are for your sakes. So that grace have it spread to more and more people would cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. I can go, I can, I can give you a hundred more scriptures that show you that same thing of where we should be thankful and we should be full. God didn't leave us Empty, lonely, naked, by ourselves, incomplete. He died so that we could be full. And that we, 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 we will we want to praise his name, want to share his goodness with others. See, when you realize that you're full, you won't, you're going to want to witness. You're going to want to live out Matthew 28, 19 to 20, when he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. I mean, testify. You know, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. If you ain't going to baptize them, bring them here to your church so they can get baptized. And then teach them what God taught you. Because see, when you teach somebody what God taught you, the first thing going to overflow out your life is thankfulness. I remember being lost in my sin. But God saved me and gave me new life. See, God don't change your life. God give you life. So if you think you're already good and you just need a little modification, oh, you 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 sadly mistaken. You are dead in your sin and your transgression. If you have not confessed your sins to Jesus, admitted that you was a sinner, repented of your sins, and, 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 and believed that Jesus Christ came, lived, died, and resurrected for you, you're still lost, just like I was for 26 years. But he don't want you to stay lost. That's why you're here today. He wants you to be able to be really sincerely, genuinely thankful and be fully incomplete. See, the awesome thing about Jesus, you can be broke and rich at the same time. You look at my account, oh boy, they say I'm broke. But you look at my heavenly account, oh, I'm rich. You look at my life, sometimes it looks like I'm lost. (laughs) But 
because of my faith and hope in Jesus Christ, I'm found. So that's what he wants for you. Every last one of you. He said, for God so loved the whole world, there ain't nobody in this room right now. Okay, how old you are? Christ wants you. He wants you to be adopted into his family. Again, you, you, you're not born a child of God. You're born a sinner. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Meaning every last one of us in here probably told a lie beside me at least one time. And that right there causes you to be short of the glory of God, meaning you're short of perfection. And then Romans 6, 23 saying the price for that is death. That's why Christ had to become a man and come die for man. That's why he's the son of God and he's the son of man. So he had to become a man and pay the debt for man. And at the end of Romans 6, 23, he said, for the wage of sin is death, meaning that you're saying your check is death. He said, but the gift of God is eternal through Jesus Christ. So he said, until you accept Jesus, you got to die your own death. You got to pay your own death. And you can't talk your way out of it. All you, but, so you won't have to put yourself in that position. All you got to do is trust, believe that Jesus came to make me full, make me complete. And he did. I promise you, he did that for you. So I'm going to ask you to do something real bold. If you're sitting up in here today or you're watching online and you have not, you like, you like I was 21 years ago. I knew about church, but I ain't know Jesus. I'm talking about from know me intimate. That's why he said, he's going to say to some, depart from me. I never knew you, meaning we never... There was, the word new mean intimacy, spiritual intimacy. There was never any spiritual intimacy with us. You never accept my son, Jesus. You was never thankful. See, thankful is a part of intimacy with the Lord. You can't be thankful for Jesus outside of Jesus. Because he's the one that does that for you. So he want to do that for you today. Don't leave here today without handling your business with the Lord. Because you don't know, you might go out here today and that's it. And when your heart stops beating, Nobody's going to be, that person that to your right and your left, they're not going to be there. You need to handle your business with the Lord today. And start this new life. Let him resurrect you from the dead. Your money, your status, your cars, your boats, your lake houses, your job, none of that stuff is going to validate your righteousness with the Lord when you stand before him. Only the blood of Jesus, if you receive him, you get your sins washed away. Nothing else washes away your sin. What it said, what can wash away my sins? So if you want to get your sin washed away today, and you want to be bold today, I'm talking about this is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. And you want to do that today, be bold. I mean, this is why the Lord sent you here today. Or this is why you tune in online. Do something for me and raise your hand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on. Amen. I'm telling you now, this is the day. This is the day. You see how I remember mine, February 3rd, 2002 at 11.17 a.m.? That man scared the mess out of me. I'm like, man, how that man knowing all my business? But I know it wasn't, we got two, hallelujah. I knew it wasn't that man. I knew it was the Holy Spirit speaking through that man because that God was using that man to tell me that he loved me. He wants me to be saved. Let us pray for these two. Come on, let's bow here. 
Father God, oh Lord, in the mighty, awesome, powerful, matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God, we first thank you. You said in your word, all of heaven rejoices over one sinner that chooses to repent. And Lord God, today you have just added two names to the Lamb's Book of Life. And God, I want to pray for every, and we all pray for every other person that's in this place today that's tuning in online, Lord God. That if they have not gotten right with you today, that they would, Lord God. Because you're a good God. You're a sovereign God and you love us. You said in your word that you is not a God that's slack in concerning your promise. You're just trying to give everybody a chance to repent. So God, we thank you for the word. We thank you for uh, the word that sets us free. John 8.32 said, you should know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So thank you for freedom today. And we praise you, God. We thank you and we give you all the glory and all the credit for anything that's good taking place here today. It's all by your might, all by your power, all by your grace. And it's to you and you alone that we give all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. We love you, Jesus. But we're only able to love you, Jesus, because you first loved us. It's in Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. 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 Man, don't you love the Word of God and what it does in a man? Woo, it's good stuff. Love the Word of God. Love the message of the gospel. Love the good news and how it can change and transform anybody. Man, if you raise your hand today for salvation, we want to know. We want to walk with you. Because I'm just telling you, God does. He, he transforms us from the inside out. And so if you've made the decision today, if you're watching online, if you don't mind, you can text us. My decision, 94,000. If you're here in the room, you can text us. If you would, if you're here in the room, you can lean up and just take a card and put down my decision today. We, we want to walk with you. Because that next step is baptism. That next step is beginning to get into a Bible study. And man, beginning to just follow Christ. Letting the word of God change and transform you from the inside out. I know that God is at work in this room. His spirit has been here all day. It's been good. Ooh, it's been good. He's been working in hearts. And so I, I believe that God still may be doing some spiritual surgery even here in the room. Maybe even there online. And so in just a minute, I want to lead us through a, just a, I want to lead you through a prayer. And then the, the altar will be open. Prayer team will be here to pray with you. But there may be something you need to go lay down. There may be some things you just need to let go of. There may be some things you need to start, you know, say, God, I, I just want to take your word. I want to put this, some of this worldly stuff. I want to leave it here. I want to lay it down and just leave it behind. And I want to literally feed on the word of God. Whatever the Lord moves in your heart to do today, trust him. Trust him. You know, and, and respond. Be obedient. Father, I thank you for meeting with us. I thank you for what you've uh, shared and spoke through Dwayne today, God. I thank you that we have this kindred spirit from the day we met. Uh, God, you gave us that, that bond. And we know what it is. It's Jesus, Father. We know what it is. So, Father, thank you for how you were at work in this room. Well, Father, through where, wherever we are, God, you're at work through your word. And so, Father, I just pray right now. We just want to give you just a moment to move in our hearts. And we want to be obedient to do whatever you 
lead us to do through the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. If everybody would just stand. The altar is open. The prayer team will be there. The worship team is going to lead us through a song. And you just you respond as the Holy Spirit leads you.